Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome into this week's Michigan Recruiting Space. I'm EJ Holland of TheWolverine.com. Over at On3, if you're not a subscriber to TheWolverine.com, you can subscribe now. $1 for one year. I uh, can't really beat that. So head over and get all your insider information over there. I uh, kind of give you a taste uh, of what you can get over at the Wolverine here on the space. But to get the full insider access, make sure to subscribe to the Wolverine. Um, as always, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about Michigan's big recruiting weekend. We're going to talk about the latest storylines. But if you have any questions, feel free to hop on. This space is always for you guys. So. Definitely want to answer y'all's questions. Obviously, we'll do our best, just like we do every week, to ignore the uh, Notre Dame trolls. We'll spend about 20 minutes on this space. But appreciate you guys for joining. Let's talk a little bit about Michigan's big weekend. Um, You know, I spent half of the weekend in Las Vegas with uh, Dante Moore, Jaden Davis, and some other prime targets. But let's talk a little bit about some of the official visitors and also a big unofficial visitor. Uh, let's just start there. Let's start off with the unofficial visitor, Caden McDonald, four-star defensive lineman out of Georgia. reason I'm starting with him is I just talked to him. He's the latest interview. You can go find his full quotes over at the Wolverine. But Caden McDonald, a top target along the defensive line, a mammoth nose prospect, six foot three, 325 pounds, actually flew out to Atlanta during the spring evaluation period, had a chance to see him practice. And he was terrific. I mean, he moves really, really well for a big guy. I was out there the same day as Michigan defensive line coach Mike Elston, and I know Elston was really impressed with him uh, as well. Just that size, that movement is, is kind of hard to find in a nose prospect. Michigan got a guy like that in Kenneth Grant last cycle. So they're looking for another guy this cycle, you know, with uh, the change in defensive philosophy. Uh, over the last year, they need those big 300-pounders in the middle. That's why Kenneth Grant was such an important land last cycle. Now, Caden McDonald, uh, a top target along with John Walker, who we'll talk about here in a second. But I thought the visit with Caden McDonald went as well as it could have gone. Uh, he's already set to come back to campus for another unofficial visit for the barbecue at the Big House, which usually takes place after the dead period. In late July, I'm interested to see which you know Southern schools really make a move for him. He's set to make an official visit to Florida. Um, he made an unofficial visit to Clemson today. I know he really likes Oklahoma and has some ties there. And then Michigan State, another Midwest school, uh, trying to make a move with him, hosting him for an official visit here um, in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, but overall, I think Michigan has a lot of momentum with Caden. I think he's a guy they can definitely land. With Caden, he's taking it into the fall, doesn't plan to really make a decision until November. But I thought, you know, of some of the the bigger targets on campus this cycle, I mean, this weekend, uh, Michigan really made a power move 
with Caden McDonald. Uh, some other guys to talk about, John Walker. Let's go ahead and, and just transition straight to him since we're talking about nose guys. Uh, Walker is a huge kid, uh, a huge talent as well in the trenches, a guy that I am really, really high on. He's a top 100 prospect. You know, from my conversations with sources around the program, they really view Walker as as one of the nation's best, like, you know, close to a five-star level talent. So I know Michigan's making a really hard push there. Uh, I know that Walker's very open to the idea of leaving the Sunshine State. He He's really high on Michigan. He's really high on Ohio State. Uh, but the local schools do scare me. Florida's getting his last official visit. Uh, Miami's getting an OV. UCF is involved as well. So those two, I think, are, um, you know, Florida uh, and Miami, I think those two are going to be kind of tough to beat in that recruitment. But I think Michigan did create some positive momentum with John Walker. Uh, and then we'll kind of transition to, to the edge. Uh, Collins Atchiampong who actually just joined the space. So what's up, Collins? I uh, had a great talk with Collins. Um, this is a kid that I really, really like. I think he's one of the more underrated recruits in the entire country. So I flew out to Los Angeles for the Under Armour camp in the spring before Collins was actually a Michigan target. And I saw this kid, and he's six foot eight, 250 pounds, so he's really hard to miss. And, you know, normally with those guys, you, they're kind of stiff or – you know, the, the size is more than the talent. But with Collins, I mean, he checked all the boxes. He moves so well for his size. He bends well. I think he can be that next big-time edge guy at Michigan. You know, he has gotten some comparisons to David Ajabo. He actually has more of a – I see more Aiden Hutchinson in Collins. He actually mentioned that he has kind of a similar build to Aiden. But either way, I mean, I think Collins has potential through the roof. I mean – you look at some of the other edge guys that Michigan's recruiting, a little skinnier, longer. Collins is really filled out. He's only played one year of football. He's really athletic. He came here as a basketball kid. He's extremely intelligent, will be an early enrollee at whatever school he attends. Um, and I just think he's he's a ball player. I think the, his best days are ahead of him. Uh, he kind of <clears throat> mentioned it in the interview that he's looking for development. It's going to take a little bit for him to develop just with him not playing a lot of football but i think again the upside is there i think he's one of the best edge prospects in the country i think he's severely underrated he's a consensus four star he's only a three star on on three but i think he's a, a top 300 player for sure uh easily checks the boxes for me uh and i think michigan's in in a great spot coming out of the official visit i think collins will tell you as much and i think that you know right now I really like where Michigan stands. He is set to make his decision on July 1st. So keep an eye on that one. Um, some other guys on the defensive side of the ball. I had a really, really good talk with Makari Vickers, top 100 defensive back out of Florida. It was really cool to hear that his player host was actually Jaden McBurrows. They have very similar personalities. I obviously covered Jaden as a recruit as well. Um, so that, I think that was the perfect player host for uh, for Makari. I think going into the visit, I was a little pessimistic about Michigan's chances. Uh, you know, I thought he's the guy that, you know, probably just visit Michigan and end up staying south. But I thought the visit went really well with Makari. I think that he's definitely an elite player. I actually saw him when he was really young 
on the seven on seven circuit playing for tight action. And he, um, he definitely impressed there. Uh, he's definitely filled out more since then. I think he's a guy that can play all over the secondary. Michigan likes him as a bigger corner. He's listed as a safety. I think he can be a nickel. So really, really like Makari Vickers game. Obviously a lot of schools like Makari's game. Uh, Alabama set to get an official visit here after Michigan. So I think it's, it's still going to be tough to pull Makari out of the South, but um, I do think Michigan created some positive movement there. You know, a guy that we haven't talked a lot about, uh, I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about him in recent spaces, but a guy we haven't talked a lot about coming out of the weekend, just because everything's been so quiet has been Aaron Gates, uh, four-star defensive back out of Georgia, currently committed to the Florida Gators. Um, look, I mean, I think right now it's kind of a, a sensitive situation. I don't think there's going to be a lot of buzz coming out of that one. I think Aaron's going to, you know, keep it quiet. He's always been a, a quiet kid, so I think he's going to keep it personal. I think Michigan obviously has a good chance to flip him from Florida, considering he was on campus for the official. He was on campus in April uh, for an unofficial for the spring game. Um, and, yeah, I, I still like, you know, where Michigan stands in that recruitment Again, won't say too much about Aaron, but but I did hear the visit went well. He's a great player. Uh, flew out to Georgia to see him as well, kind of in in a in a workout setting. But also saw him last year at Michigan Satellite Camp in Nashville, and uh, was really impressed with him. I mean, he's also another versatile guy in the secondary. That he's a, a top target at the nickel spot, and that's exactly where I like him. So um, that's kind of all I can really say uh, with Aaron Gay. Let's go ahead and shift to the offensive line. That one's just kind of a really, really interesting group. Uh, so you had three official visitors again along the offensive line. We'll start with the interior guys. Paul Mubanga. Um, I think Michigan gained a ton of momentum there. I'm close to putting in a pick for Michigan. Uh, I just want to see how his next few visits go. He has them scheduled with LSU. And Texas A&M, obviously, he's a Georgia kid, so the SEC schools are, are schools to fear. I think Michigan absolutely leads right now. Um, I think, again, that visit went as well as it could have gone. Um, so really, really excited about Paul Mubenga. Uh, I saw him during that same Georgia swing where I saw Caden and and Aaron. And Paul's a really, really athletic interior offensive lineman, has seen experience playing tackle, uh, can add some weight and strength, but again, that athleticism really stands out. Really high IQ player, great technical player as well. Um, so I think Michigan's making him a top priority. I think he understands that, and I think Michigan has a, a good lead coming out of the visit. Um, with Paul, I mean, his decision timeline right now, I think, is July. So we'll see kind of how that plays out. The interior offensive line board is, is kind of fascinating so you have paul then you have chris Turek, who's who's was on campus for his official visit out of chicagoland right now kind of a michigan iowa battle you have landon hatchet coming in this weekend amir herrings uh unofficial got bumped up to an official visit looks like michigan's now making a, a concerted effort to keep herring home so it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that one shakes out i mean talking about chris uh kind of a guy that just blew up out of nowhere um, here in the Chicago suburbs. Really, really like him. He, he kind of has a tackle body right now, but definitely projects as an interior offensive lineman. Uh, 
really excited about what he brings to the table. Upside is tremendous. Um, I know that he's really ascended to the top of Michigan's board. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Chris. I'm just interested to see if Michigan, if Michigan can beat Iowa. Um, you know, Iowa does a great job of recruiting offensive linemen. They had a head-to-head battle with David Davidkoff a couple of cycles ago with Iowa winning that one. So I'm definitely wary of Iowa. At the same time, Chris grew up going to Michigan games. He's called it his dream school. So we'll kind of see how that one shakes out. The third offensive lineman is more of a pure tackle, Logan Howland. Um, Logan actually played all tight end last year. So he's just transitioning to being an offensive tackle. We were talking about perfect player host. Tristan Bounds was his player host. I think him and Tristan really connected well. That was a perfect player host for him. Um, Michigan in a great spot there. I think they're really battling Oklahoma. I was involved. Miami's involved. They'll get his last two officials. But I think Michigan's in a great spot with Logan coming out of the visit. Uh, Let's take – I'm going to try to take some questions. I'm just – I'm afraid – I'm trying to do some background checking on my laptop next to me because I'm afraid we're just going to get bombarded with Notre Dame and uh, and Michigan State trolls. So we'll see. Let's go over to um, – all right, let's go over to Ember Plays. Oh, yeah, it looks like Ember Plays just left. We'll go to Owen. I know Owen's a Michigan fan, so we'll just let him hop in. Hey Owen, how's it um, going? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Good, good. Thanks for hopping on, yeah. man. Go blue. Uh, I had a question about about Frederick Moore. Um, I know that you said his speed is a big question, and I was wondering if that was a a track thing or a game thing. And then, how do you weigh if someone has a bad track time but they look good in game? How do you weigh that in your eval? Yeah, definitely. Good question. So, yeah, with Frederick Moore. I know he's a prospect that Michigan likes. The wide receiver board is just interesting. Um, over the next week and a half, you're going to have John Tay Cook on campus. You're going to have Jalen Brown on campus. You're going to have Kenyon Sadiq on campus. So it'll be interesting to see how Michigan approaches it. I do have a pick in for Michigan to land Frederick Moore, but again, interested to see how the wide receiver board just kind of shakes out. You know, as far as Frederick Moore as a player, he's one of the prospects this cycle that I'm least familiar with. Didn't get to see him in any seven on seven action or any camp action, you know, looking at the film, it looks like he has good speed, but then you look at the track times and I, I believe his top 100 meter is an 11, six, which obviously is not ideal. Um, weighing track times to weighing film. I mean, it, it is tough. I think I put a, do put a lot of emphasis on the 100 meter just because that does translate extremely well to the football field. You can, really get a lot out of 100 meter times now some guys might not train for track like Samaj Morgan for example hasn't really ran a ton of track it doesn't have the best track times on paper but you can just tell once you watch him live that he's plenty fast he's plenty explosive I just haven't seen enough Fred Moore in person or no Fred Moore in person so I'd really really like to see him live before I make a true judgment on him but I think Whenever you pull up the the 100 meter time and and the film, it, it, the speed does concern a little bit. But I think he's a really, really good football player. I think he's a solid prospect. There are some wide receivers that I do like 
better on the board. Obviously, the elite guys like like Jonte Cook and Jalen Brown, but Kenyon Sadiq, I think, is one of my favorite kind of gem prospects on the wide receiver board who's going to be coming in here in a couple of weeks. I mean, he's a guy that can play multiple positions, but he's a bigger wide receiver as well. I think the upside, the explosion, the athleticism is all there for Sadiq. So again, just kind of weighing and seeing with, with how the rest of the uh, summer goes with more. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Owen. We will go to Haven Harris. All right, Haven, you are on the line. Oh, sorry, I had my oh. mic on off. Sorry about that. Thanks, EJ. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll start with we're seeing a lot of Dante stuff out there, uh, kind of brushing it off to the side until we find out on the 28th. What's your advice for all of us who are combing all of the sites looking for Dante information? And then how are you feeling about this coming weekend being the big weekend for getting in recruits? And uh, is there anyone in particular we should be watching for their responses? Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess starting off with Dante, um, look, <laughs> the Dante situation is interesting. I mean, I, I had a good story up with Dante yesterday, which you can find over at the Wolverine. Um, but I think with him, you know, he's just kind of been really stressed out about the recruiting process. Obviously last week, was really tumultuous with CJ Carr uh, committing to to Notre Dame, it being one of his options. I mean, uh, Avery Johnson scheduled an OV to Oregon. You know, Rashada is, is closing in on a decision. So all these quarterback dominoes are starting to fall around Dante, and I think he's just getting a little stressed out with the process. He's still enjoying He's going to take his, his unofficial visit to Texas A&M. That's the last visit he has scheduled right now. I know Michigan's making a push to get him back on campus one more time. Definitely wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Obviously, if I'm Michigan, I'm working to get him in on the 24th. That's the last OV weekend, and it also happens to be the date that Jalen Brown is coming in, five-star wide receiver out of Miami. So it would obviously – makes sense to link up uh, Dante with with Jalen. Um, but we'll see. You know, that's just speculation right now. I think the biggest advice, I guess, I would give to fans following the uh, Dante Moore recruitment is, you know, just be patient. Dante's a, a really calculated guy. Um, you know, I, I think staffs from various colleges will, will leak information, but I don't think Dante is really going to leak anything to anybody. I, I think he really tries to keep things close to the vest. He's Learned a lot during the process about the business aspect of college football recruiting. And I think Dante's uh, very smart in how he handles things. Um, he's really mature for just turning 17. And uh, I think he's just taking his time. He's making sure that he's checking all the boxes. Just because Dante's quotes kind of get repetitive um, doesn't mean that he's down on Michigan. You know, he, he gives kind of the same quotes about almost all schools. He knows how to play. He's very well media trained, you know, he, even for just being a high school kid, you know, he'll, he'll say some things now and then just based off of his personality. Uh, but I just wouldn't read too much into it. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of wait until the end of the month. And I think Dante's going to decide a little sooner than he wants to, just because everything's falling around, uh, around him, just with, with quarterbacks taking spots. It's just the nature of, of recruiting with quarterbacks making early decisions. But I do think that um, 
I do think that Michigan's still a major player. I do think that there's a possibility that they get him on campus here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see where the uh, the chips fall. Um, as far as visitors coming in this weekend, obviously. It's a big weekend. Uh, there were 13 official visitors last weekend, expecting around the same number this weekend. I just mentioned earlier in the space that Michigan is making a, a big push for Amir Herring now, four-star interior offensive lineman out of West Bloomfield. So obviously a local kid. If you don't know who Amir Herring is, he's, uh, again, one of the best offensive linemen in the Midwest. Uh, played for Ron Bellamy at West Bloomfield, has really always loved Michigan. I think that's always been kind of the school that's considered the favorite. I think things kind of dropped off contact wise uh, during the spring. Nebraska's gained a lot of buzz here in recent weeks following his official visit. I want to say not this weekend, not this past weekend, but the last one uh, was when he went out to Nebraska. But I think even with kind of the, the, the contact issues, I guess, in the spring, Michigan can overcome that. I think you know, there, there's maybe some, some bridges to repair there. But overall, I feel like Michigan's always been the school that's that's top of mind for Amir. He's always loved what the program can offer on and off the field. This is a kid that's a very high GPA student that aspires to be a medical doctor uh, one day. So I think he really values the education at Michigan as well. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I, I think that, you know, if, if you getting Amir Herring, that's a great way to, to get the momentum back on your side. And I think he's a guy that would be loyal throughout throughout the process and would be a vocal recruiter. I think it, it's obviously going to help this weekend with, uh, with Donovan on campus, with Samaj Morgan coming in for an unofficial visit, just having the, uh, the West Bloomfield, uh, the West Bloomfield ties. So he's definitely one that I would be keeping an eye on. This weekend, you know, if we're going to talk about guys that are maybe leaning Michigan going into the weekend or guys that could potentially pull, you know, another one I would keep a close eye on is Deacon Tonielli from Chicagoland. Um, went out to see him last month. Very, very interested in Michigan. Has already made multiple visits. I think uh, he was Michigan lean early on. You know, it's it's still kind of unclear if Michigan's going to take one or two tight ends but i definitely think that that he's a, a commitment candidate for sure um some other guys uh you know etta i think the tides are turning in the right direction for michigan michigan state was considered the early leader there but michigan's obviously the superior school when it comes to academics and i know he really values that which is why stanford is also in the mix but i think michigan is building up uh, on the right side of that one Jackson Howard, I think, you know, another another edge prospect, top 100 kid, really love him. I mean, he could be a star at tight end, but um, projects better as an edge. Uh, really uh, excited about Jackson coming in for, for the official. I think Michigan did a phenomenal job of working its way back into that recruitment. I think Michigan and Miami uh, might be the two schools uh, at the top, but he's still very interested uh, in, in, in home state Minnesota as well um so we'll kind of see how that visit plays out but i think michigan is right up there for him and then kind of sneaky recruitment here tyler thompson three-star edge out of north carolina is a guy that's risen up uh kind of a loaded edge board and i think um it is one of the more under the radar prospects on michigan's entire recruiting board but i know he's a prospect that the staff really likes i know they're going to push for him 
And uh, I definitely think he could be a guy that that could jump on board as well. So hopefully that answers all your questions, Haven. Yep. Thanks a lot, EJ. And uh, mostly the, the Dante question was a kind of the, I think we should all wait and be patient because there's so much conflicting information going on. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, appreciate it, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. All right, we have uh, some more callers here. Let's go. Let's pray that this isn't a Notre Dame troll. Let's go in order. Let's go with Mac uh, at Go Blue Insider. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Mac, you are on the line. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you. Go blue. Um, no, I just have a couple questions. Uh, one being, um, we always seem to take, you know, two developmental or more guys that, you know, guys like Quiddy Pay that on both sides of the ball. So I was just curious as to um, – if you see in this cycle, like one defensive and one offensive player that uh, could be that type of caliber player. And also uh, wanted to see if we do eventually end up, you know, landing more, does that affect, do you feel like that's going to affect some of the 2024 guys that we have pretty high ranked uh, that are interested as well? Definitely. Uh, great questions all around. So uh, the first question, I mentioned Collins earlier. I mean, I, I'm a huge Collins fan. This is a kid that projects in the same way. It's interesting you mentioned Quiddy Pay. Um, Quiddy has actually reached out to Collins or vice versa. Collins reached out to Quiddy, but Quiddy got back to him. I gave him great advice about the Michigan program. Um, he's kind of become, Colin said he's kind of become a, a big brother type to him. So I definitely see Collins in that same mold. I mean, this is a kid that came to the United States from Ghana, has only played one year. His football program got shut down during the pandemic. He originally came here as a basketball kid. So it's like, you know, there isn't a lot of football tape. He hasn't played a lot of downs, but just watching him at that Under Armour camp in, in Los Angeles, seeing the way he moves, seeing his size. I mean, this kid is gigantic, six foot eight, 250 pounds. He reminds me of uh, Margus Hunt, who actually covered like 10 years ago at SMU. Uh, Margus ended up being a second round draft pick. He came to the United States from Estonia uh, to do track and field. But Collins kind of reminds me of that type of guy. He has more Aiden Hutchinson than David Ajabo if we're making Michigan comparisons. But I think that upside is tremendous. I mean, one year of football might scare off some people. For me, I mean, all the talent and tools and, and size and athleticism and speed are there for Collins to be developed. And, you know, something that's really underrated that was mentioned throughout the weekend by all recruits was just the job that Ben Herbert does in the strength and conditioning program. Uh, every recruit has talked about how impressed they were with Ben's uh, presentation. And I, I think that he, is, again, is one of the best in the country at getting guys' bodies right. 
uh, along with Abigail O'Connor in the uh, nutrition department. So I think that coupled with Mike Elston, who has a proven track record as a developer of talent, Jesse Minter, who's who's a bright young mind, I think uh, they can get the most out of Collins if he were to commit. On the offensive side of the ball, Logan Hallen. I mean, I, I mentioned it briefly, but this is a kid that's not, that hasn't even played offensive tackle. He's more of a tight end that's just transitioning right now. He said this is going to be his first year really playing tackle, more uh, going to line up at right tackle. He could be a true left tackle. Um, again, I said Tristan Bounds was like the perfect player host. When I saw Tristan for the first time, I was just shocked at how well he was put together. Um, you know, he was a guy that was super skinny, and then his football se- his senior s- season got canceled during the pandemic. And he just trained full time, kind of like how Collins is doing. And he ended up looking like a heavyweight boxer. That's how kind of cut up he was. I think Logan can kind of get to that Tristan Bounds level. I think Tristan Bounds has a bright future at Michigan. I think Logan would have a bright future at Michigan, too. Those are two of the more kind of developmental guys with Collins not having a lot of football experience with Logan, um, not having a lot of tackle experience. I think those guys uh, are very, very high upside prospects and then in terms of Dante helping out with the 2024 class yeah if Dante were to commit I mean I I don't think it's late enough in the game to where Dante wouldn't be able to help with the 23 class I think that's why I mentioned you know they need to get him in that weekend that Jalen Brown's visiting I think he could help with a guy like Jalen but the 2024 receivers as well he has some good relationships there uh four-star wide receiver DeBron Gatling out of the Atlanta area by way of Detroit uh they were childhood friends played on the same youth team they played together this weekend in vegas uh they have a great relationship i think dante could definitely help out with debron uh Bradell richardson's a guy that that dante has grown kind of close with just through seven on seven stuff uh richardson visited you know a couple weeks ago so i think that one is one he can help out with um even some kids here in the the midwest jeremiah mcclellan Amarion Stewart, I think uh, both on 300 receivers that, that are high on Michigan's board. I think just Dante having that big name can kind of help uh, around the region as well. So, yeah, no, I definitely think Dante's presence, just his personality, the magnetic smile, the big hair, the, the elite arm talent. Like, I, I definitely think he can help out Michigan on, on the recruiting trail, even if his commitment comes kind of later in the cycle. And really, wherever Dante lands, he's going to be kind of a, a, a leader, a face of, of that class, obviously, just with his, you know, stature and rankings and how personable he is and how active he is at all these recruiting events. All right, so we uh, we appreciate you for hopping on and uh, and asking the questions. Let's go to Heem. Uh, the Heemster has been waiting for a long time, so we'll go ahead and go over to him. All right, Heem, you're allowed to speak. Uh, I got a quick question on uh, Peyton Bowen and Keon Keeley taking official visits because you're a f- Okay, so we had a Notre Dame troll. They'd love to come on. So let's go ahead and go on to Jonathan Crutcher, who we know is a, a loyal Go Blue fan. We apologize to everybody for that. <laughs> Man, these dudes, Jonathan, I don't I don't know what's going on with them. All right, Jonathan, can you hear me? 
All right, sorry, we have uh, we have some issues with Jonathan getting on the line. Let's see if we can bring someone else. You know what's crazy is like these Notre Dame fans make like fake Michigan accounts. Like they pretend to be Michigan fans, like just to join the spaces. That's how just lame they are. So let's go ahead and see if Jonathan doesn't hop on. We will go to um, let's go to Wolverine Hot Talk. <laughs> All right, Wolverine Hot Talk, you're online. Hi, EJ. Thanks for doing this. Um, first time on one of these spaces. And I do have a question, but first I just wanted to say how incredibly weird it is that fans from other teams come on here. That is some of the most creepy behavior I've ever seen in my life. And I think some of these people need to get a life. But um, anyways, uh, for my question. So uh, for the 2022 class, Michigan was able to capitalize on their success in the in the season and um, close on some big-name recruits at the end of the cycle, like Darius Clemens and Derek Moore. Um, and so I was just wondering if uh, you had a couple of possible candidates in mind that with another good season and some things breaking their way, Michigan would have a chance with near the end of the cycle that maybe right now it seems like they aren't truly in contention with. No, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> to your first point. Not only is it creepy that they come on here, it's also creepy that they create Michigan fan accounts solely for the purpose of joining this space. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, no, there's definitely guys that Michigan could get back on in on um, close to the end of the cycle. I mean, last year, obviously, Michigan was kind of out of that mix with Keon Saab. They, they came on and were able to, to land him late, even with Clemson's no-visit policy and everything like that. Darius Clemens was another guy that they landed late that had eliminated Michigan. You also have just like random guys pop up that are kind of late risers. Jimmy Rolder went from somebody that was completely unknown to a top 100 prospect on on three. So yeah, definitely guys that can pop up late with another strong season. I mean, I would obviously keep an eye on guys that are committed elsewhere. I mean, our, our good Notre Dame friend, Heem, uh, mentioned Keon Keeley and Peyton Bowen. Uh, Michigan working to get Peyton Bowen in for an OV. If that doesn't happen, I, I still think they can potentially get him in in the fall with a strong season. You know, Marcus Freeman is unproven as a head coach, 0-1. Obviously, they're going to play Ohio State in the opener. I would expect Ohio State to whip them pretty well. So, you know, that could open the door for Notre Dame commits. Keon Keeley, another one. You know, not a lot of buzz there, but Mike Elston recruited him to Notre Dame, obviously. Elston can do uh, Elston's a great recruiter and he can do a, a good job there down the stretch, uh, especially if Michigan's defensive line produces a lot to sell um, to both Keeley and Bowen. So I think those are, are definitely two that come to mind that are just committed elsewhere. Um, you know, Michigan's already doing a really good job of getting back in on guys. One guy I would have said uh, would have been Jalen Brown and he, you know, recently scheduled his official visit for the 24. So working to to get you know uh get back on top with Jalen you know he made two unofficial visits last year and uh there wasn't a lot of buzz there uh recently scheduled the OV so I think they have a chance to make a move with Jalen but yeah the, the two guys that I guess come to mind would be Keely and Bowen I think we have to see where things kind of fall coming out of this summer. Obviously, Michigan hasn't landed any commitments coming out of this official visit weekend. We'll see how things go 
during Victor's weekend. And the 24th is shaping up to be a nice OV weekend, too. I think it's kind of hard to project this far out. But um, again, those are, are some of the guys that just kind of come to mind. All right. Well, we appreciate Wolverine Hot Talk for coming on. Let's do let's go back to Jonathan Crutcher because he didn't get his question in. He's back in the uh, in the lobby. Yeah, I got you, Jonathan. How's it going? It's going good, man. These in these fans, bro. EJ, like, can you make money off of them? Because if you could, you need to try at this point. No, they, they do sign up for the site to comment, so <laughs> so we are making money off of them. They think they're trolling me, but we're actually trolling yeah, them, so that's, that's great. All right, so I have three questions. <clears throat> First question, I think I know the answer, but I just want to do we Joseph Mpoye, is he still coming this weekend, or is that on hold? Stop that. Um, I won't really comment on it, but I'll just say it's on. Okay. Well, I know you can't go into detail, so I want to ask you that. <laughs> um, two, there was, I guess you can't comment on it, but I'll ask, do you think there were any silent commits that they're waiting on from this weekend or no commits yeah. at all? Who's not muted? Matt. Matt, you stuff. need to mute yourself. You said Matt. I I don't know if they're good. Sorry, we have uh, we have some Jonathan back noise there. Well, it's not, uh, but it's not you... me. It's Matt. The other ones I threw away. Oh well, I don't know. I don't know who we let everyone in. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure who else is talking. Let me go to speakers. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, no, you're good. oh it is. Yeah, Matt. it wasn't me. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting in my room by myself. I promise. <laughs> no, it, it sounded like you had some people over, but nah. Um, were there any silent commits? Yes, but that's all I'll say. No, that's fine. And then the last question Is it true that Benjamin Hall is rising up? I'm hearing he might get some bumps. Is that true? Or is that just a rumor? In terms of rankings, um, he definitely got a bump on rivals. I know he got bumped up to to a four star. I think the thing with Ben is um obviously he's kinda is what he is. He's a power back kid. He's he's five foot ten, two hundred and twenty seven pounds, he's built like a tank, has a great lower half. I mean, tree trunks for thighs, uh an upper half to even add more weight. I kinda liken him to Michael Turner. Um, which was also a, a comparison used by another high school coach in, in the Atlanta metro area. So I think that's uh, I think that's a good comp for him. Um, you know, right now I think the biggest thing with Ben is he splits carries at the high school level. He plays for North Cobb, which is a premier program, consistently turns out Division One level talent, high level talent. Um, but I think with Ben, it's it's just there there isn't a ton on tape right now. Uh, again, he splits carries. He only rushed for like 500 yards last year. That's not a knock on Ben. He splits carries with with really good guys. Like they, uh, you know, they have another Division One prospect in the backfield as well. So I think right now it's kind of wait and see. I mean, Ben had a really good Under Armour camp in Atlanta. I thought he had a good spring as well. I'm interested to see what his senior tape looks like. I think he's one of the more intriguing guys uh right now uh, probably a high three star but yeah definitely room to move up just depending on what he looks like as a senior. i just want to there's one more well i'll combine them any jeremiah love information and is there any other running backs we're looking at or are we going to do with those two that we have 
Yeah, good questions. Yeah, Jeremiah Love, I think that's been one of the quieter recruitments coming out of the weekend. Not a ton of information coming out. I know Michigan is high on the list. I, I know he enjoyed his visit, but at the same time, Michigan has made him a priority as a defensive back. I think there's still a preference there for him to play some running back. Uh, it's going to be tough. You know, Notre Dame, Alabama are some schools that are that are high on his mind. He has the, the Bama official visit coming up. So I think that one's a tough um, recruitment to, to read on. And then as far as, you know, maybe taking another back, I think right now it's likely just Hall and Cabana, maybe another guy will pop up. Cabana kind of gives you a little bit of flexibility because he can do some different things. Obviously, can return kicks and punts. He can line up in the slot anytime you have a guy uh, that runs it in the, the 10 sixes and the 100 meter. I mean, there's a spot for him just on the offense to do something. Um, so I think that might give you a little flexibility, but as of right now, not, not a lot. I mean, I think Love could end up being the best running back if they were to to land him, but that's kind of where things stand with uh, with the running back. Uh, I didn't mean to laugh, but I did. That you said Love being the best running back. That's funny. Well, <laughs> no, definitely. We appreciate you, Jonathan. Thanks for hopping hey, on. Listen, keep doing what you're doing, even with all the trolls. <laughs> all right, thanks. Let's go to David Donner. He's been waiting for a while. All right, David, you can speak anytime. All right, let's make sure his mic's not muted. Um, David, can you hear me? All right, looks like we're having some technical difficulties with David. Um, let's try to go to, let's see. Sorry, guys, it might actually be on my end. We'll take one more uh, requester. Let me <laughs> do some background checking. But now, those were some great questions from from Donovan, from Donovan, from Jonathan, uh, in terms of, of just running back recruiting. I'm really interested to see if Michigan tries to get back for an elite target to kind of bounce off of that. Looking at, at Wolverine Hot Talks question, I think that you know a, a big time running back could be open to maybe jumping in the class late, especially with how productive Michigan's running backs you know have been and how they could be this season with, with Blake and Donovan. I think that would open up maybe some opportunities for an elite back to jump in. Um, David, you can still talk anytime if you are able to figure out your, um, your issues there. Um, sorry, guys, again, for the, uh, the technical difficulties. Let's go over to... Oh, now we have Ohio State trolls. My God. <laughs> let's go over to uh, Avi Rahman and let's hope that he's not a troll. All right, Avi, you can speak whenever. Uh, all right, looks like we're still having some technical issues here. Let's hey, go. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What's uh, up, here? Figured it out. Uh, hey, first of all, thank you for being the best recruiting reporter in the country. Uh, Notre Dame fans know that. That's why they're trolling you. Uh, they hate you because they ain't you, right? So that's first <laughs> and foremost. Um, and then secondly, uh, I joined a little bit late. So this might have already been asked. Uh, 
two defensive backs that I think are probably the best on the board are uh, Aaron Gates and Makari Vickers. Uh, how did their visit? Looks like we uh, we lost uh, we lost him there. But um, to answer his question, and, and we appreciate the kind words, obviously. Not sure what happened, but um, Aaron Gates and Makari Vickers. Yeah, I talked about it earlier. Um, so just to touch on them briefly, I, I do think Michigan's still in a good spot to flip Aaron Gates from Florida. I think that one's kind of a sensitive situation. I think Aaron's kind of keeping things quiet. I think, you know, those on the Michigan side are keeping things quiet. So we'll kind of see how it plays out. still pretty optimistic there and then Makari Vickers I was very pessimistic on coming into the visit I thought you know he's just gonna enjoy his time at Michigan and stay in the southeast but he had a great visit uh Michigan has done a tremendous job in that recruitment just group effort Jesse Minter's been involved Clink uh George Hilo is area recruiter obviously has been involved Jay Harbaugh has been involved Jim was involved on the visit I, I think they really made a big impression on him um, Alabama official visit coming up. Obviously, that's going to be tough um, if Alabama makes a move. But I think that things went well. And, yeah, I'm a big fan of both players. I think both are versatile. They can play multiple positions in the defensive backfield. All right, we'll go last question because we've gone, like, way over time. Let's go to Tyler Vandermolen. All right, Tyler, you can speak whenever. Hey, EJ, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Great. So um, two questions for you, I guess. First, is it true that all Notre Dame fans are virgins? And uh, second question, uh, kind of prompted by your discussion of Frederick Moore earlier. So curious if you have any insight on uh, when you've got a kid who's visiting and who's offered, but who's maybe a, a second tier target or a 1B kind of target, and they're maybe not ready to take his commitment right now. Um, any insight on on how they approach that with the recruit? It seems kind of a potentially sensitive situation. You know, do they are, are they generally open with it and say, "Hey, we've got these few guys ahead of you on the board. We got to see how those commitments shake out." Or is it like, uh, you know, we'll we'll just wait on it, take your visits. You know, don't be in any rush. Um, I'm always curious how how the coaching staff goes about uh, approaching those kind of situations. No, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as your first question, no, I always envision like Notre Dame fans all being like five foot five, like literally looking like the leprechauns. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, man, they're just little angry people. But, um, you know, that's a good question. That's an interesting kind of, you know, offbeat question. Um, it's tough to handle, obviously, you know, whether you're a school or even if you're a reporter like me trying to kind of shape and paint the picture for you guys as fans. I think, you know, not talking about Fred Moore specifically, but I think in a lot of those cases, you know, a school like Michigan might say, hey, uh, we really like you. We're glad the visit went really well. You know, make sure to take all your visits or something like that, kind of giving the kid more leeway, like make sure to take all your visits, make sure you're sure about this. We, we have some other receivers coming in next weekend. Um, I don't know, man. It's 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 really tough to handle. I think that's one of the toughest situations because you can't land everybody, right? And you obviously want to use um, caution when when approaching things like that because there are kids you might really really like. Um, you know, like I 
I like Frederick Moore. I'm not super high on him. Um, but when you have Jalen Brown coming in, when you have John Tay Cook coming in, when you have Ken Sadiq coming in, I do think it's it's kind of tough to maybe accept a commitment like that on the spot. So I think it's more so just encouraging them to, to take visits, keeping in contact, keep loving them up, but kind of painting the overall picture as well. I think it's good to be honest, too. That's why, you know, I kind of mentioned, hey, we have some other receivers coming in. We're going to reset the board or something. So, yeah, I think that's kind of the the best way to approach it. I have heard that's a little bit like how Michigan approaches it as well. Again, not in necessarily in this specific situation, but just from an overall recruiting standpoint, you know, there's only a certain number of spots. Like, they're only taking – you know, one safety this year, they, they could flex it depending on if they can get a, a big time athlete like uh, Jacoby Johnson. But right now, you know, one safety, that's tough when you're recruiting, you know, four or five guys for that spot. So, yeah, I think it's one of the more difficult things to really approach in, in college football. But at the same time, I think kids are just growing more and more mature with the process as time goes on and the process really expands to where there might not be as many hurt feelings. I mean, you, you look at the Amir Herring situation as well. You know, that's a kid that contact was up and down in the spring. He was a priority early on. And now he's coming in for his official and Michigan has a chance to kind of turn the tide after uh, Nebraska gained some steam. So yeah, I think every situation is kind of different, but I would say that's kind of just a, a general overview. Thanks, EJ. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, appreciate you, Tyler. I really wanted to let Dave L in that i'm afraid he's a troll but i love the cat picture dave sorry i won't let you in this time but if you send me a message i'll let you in next time and plus we've gone way over time Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.